was talking about revelations eight weeks ago that have now just started to come to surface, like the election codes, for example, were never dispensed to the election officials as required by state and federal law. Dominion retained them. And then there were big lies about where they went. These are under court order to surrender. And I published that, that really upset him. In 2017 in Providence, Rhode Island, he addressed the Chinese Chamber of Commerce and the National Governors Association in a joint message and said, oh, we have rare earth minerals in Arizona that will really help the communist Chinese military. And one of the grow biggest growing demographics that are coming to my venues, the radio, TV, so forth, are disaffected Democrats that know they've been lied to and they know that they're going down the tubes too. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. Before we get into the show, I want to share with you the Z-Stack, a powerful immunity-building vitamin pack formulated by Dr. Zelenko, the founder of the Zelenko Protocol. Many of you may have seen my interview with Dr. Zelenko explaining how the combination of quercetin and vitamin C together is a powerful zinc ionophore gun, which delivers zinc, the bullet, into the cell where the virus is. Zinc blocks the virus from getting into the cell. Corsetin and vitamin C together are a safe over-the-counter alternative to hydroxychloroquine. Access to this is needed when government restricts and bans effective treatments. Also, it has been established that high normal levels of vitamin D is important for warding off sickness and staying out of the hospital. With the dangers of the COVID shot, we need a strong immune system to keep from getting sick. The danger is getting sick. That's when the effects of the bioweapon shot takes over. The Z-Stack will provide you with a defensive weapon to fight a potential virus. You can see the studies and also buy yours today at the link below or at sarahwestall.com under shop. I also highly recommend C60 gel caps, daily zeolite detox, and my probiotic greens to maintain a healthy body, all of which you can get at my shop at sarahwestall.com under shop. Well, okay, let's talk about how many people are going to come out and vote if the majority, everybody knows it was it was stolen, anybody with a brain. True. So all these Republicans are, are the only way they're ever going to win legitimately is to seal it because how many people are actually going to go out and vote after this? Because everybody knows they're stealing it. Everyone knows, guys. So you just we just want to make it fair so that we can fix it. So how many people are going to come out and vote after this? That's I'm not voting. There's no point. Yeah, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste exactly. of everybody's time. I I look at my own Congress person. Why would I vote? You know, it's like you stole it. You're illegitimate, and why would I even bother voting? Because you're just going to steal it again. Yeah, I know. And that's what we need to fix. If they can't, if they don't fix this, the whole country is 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 done. Because nobody's going to vote. But, you know, here, here's the problem with what Karen Fan said, the Gateway Pundit. We might say, okay, it's water under the bridge. Trump loses, even though he didn't. But we're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. And I and I call BS on this. Fan's weak statement is basically saying, we're just going to identify the problems and we'll fix them. Then really, why is HR1 going to pass? Why is SB1 going to pass, which will illegally and unconstitutionally give control of the election process to the federal government? as opposed to where it belongs with the states. Um, it, it's a fait accompli. Unless you have people go to prison, 
unless you kick Joe Biden and Kamala Harris out of office, unless Dominion officials and county officials like in Arizona go to prison, then the same thing is going to happen over and over again. They'll never stop. So what's the solution? I know you have two counties that are are hooking up with Sheriff Mack's organization, and they're saying we are going to be constitutional counties, and we are not going to let any anybody trample on their constitutional rights. Is that a solution for every county to go in that direction? No, it's not. And, and, and I'll tell you why. Listen, and let me say this. If I were in Sheriff Mack's position, I would do exactly what he's doing because he's keeping the Constitution one step ahead of the burning bridge. But what they're doing in places like Washington, I think, will set the tone for what's going to happen across the country. In some counties in Washington now, the sheriff will soon become an appointed position. He'll be a political hack. He won't be elected yep. by the people. They did that in so, Seattle. They voted for that. The people actually voted for that. Keep going. Well, but once this happens across the nation, okay, the the role of the sheriff as the constitutional authority in the county will be over. And people are too dumb to know the voters are voting for their own demise and they don't know it. And that's what propaganda does. Well, the people are lining up to get their the COVID shot and they don't know it. I mean, it's... I know. What people do are doing to themselves is uh, is frightening. If you have time, I should probably tell you what I've learned about the COVID shot. Yeah, let's talk about it. I, I know you've... This is scary. I've learned some things, too. I'm coming out with Sherry's. Uh, she's decoded 46 proteins. And that's actually the show that's mm-hmm, going to go out mm-hmm. today yet. And this will go out after that. So that's already out by the time this airs. But she's decoded 46 of them, and there's more coming out. This thing is a scary deal, but you've learned some stuff that's even worse. So go ahead and share it. Well, I I interviewed Sherry, too, and we published her interview last week, and it was very informative. But it fits in with other sources. My journey down discovering this started in January of this year, and it was a source I couldn't use because it was so nebulous. Lady contacts me, says, I'm going into hiding. I'm leaving NIH. She demanded I give her the phone number. She wouldn't let me contact her. Her email, phone, all disconnected. Got her first name, probably not what it really was. Didn't have a last name. But here's what she said. And I didn't do anything until sources number two and number three came forward. Uh, She said that in the vaccine is weaponized anthrax. And it will produce... Uh, any symptoms you want through a transducer effect called, uh, oh gosh, what's it called? Um, Coxsackie something virus. It's a transducer. And so it can be made to look like um, smallpox, cancer. But in this case, they're going to use Ebola is what she said. Now, it's not really Ebola. It won't be passed person to person. But because of the time-delayed nature and how these spike proteins will appear, people will get uh, Ebola symptoms Uh, at differential rates, and they'll be diagnosed as having Ebola because they'll be bleeding out of every orifice and manifest those symptoms, but they're not Ebola and they're not contagious, but that's not what the people are going to be told. That'll make the people very manageable in the Ebola fear that'll follow. And I had to leave that alone. I thought, this just sounds too real. I believed her, but I couldn't act on it as a reporter. And then it was about, oh, seven, eight days ago, 
lady contacted me and we were talking about cloning and she's a medical professional. And then she started telling me about two people won a Pulitzer Prize winner that committed suicide by shooting, shooting themselves in the back of the head. One was a cloning issue. One was a vaccine issue. I said, let's talk about the vaccine. She told the exact same story about weaponized anthrax morphing into pretend Ebola, manifesting those symptoms designed to fool the public. So that was source number two. I contacted uh, Celeste Solemn because Celeste has had some excellent uh, material she's uncovered about the vaccine, and she's predicting huge spikes in the death curves this summer. And I already think it started, but they're just suppressing this in terms of reporting. But I told Celeste, I said, Celeste, I've got to interview you. And she said, Dave, I'm really busy up until Thursday. And I said, Celeste, this is what I've got. She goes, okay, can you do 20 minutes in 20 minutes? And we did an interview impromptu. And it was frightening what she showed. Everything that both of these medical professionals had told me, the NIH and then this other person, I'm not going to identify her status professionally as to not identify her, but I have her number, her phone number. I mean, I know her name. I know where she went to college and so forth, how she trained. But anyway, um, Celeste went through and she produced written documentation on screen, shared screen. By the way, that's available at the commonsenseshow.tv. And she validated everything that was told to me and more. She took it to a higher level. So what I'm telling you right now is I've said that COVID was not the kill shot. I said it was designed to wreck the economy, yeah, uh, yeah. weaken the military, and and destroy the Constitution and put the people basically under de facto martial law. And and we don't have to have a second attack out of China. The second attack is contained in delayed response from the vaccine. That's what I've concluded from what I've learned. Well, that's what Dr. Peter McCullough is saying too. He I was just listening to him. Um, give a, a talk and he's saying this is the first it's a bioweapon and the first the first stage was covid to create fear yeah it create it might have killed a certain amount of people and there's something out there but it really was a fear tactic to get everybody in control and do all the things necessary so they could get the vaccine which is phase two of the bioweapon and you're talking um now the implementation of phase two or maybe that's phase three of all the different crazy things that are going to be happening with this. Now, I got to ask you, is this, do you think it's um, regionalized or do you think it's um, the whole world? I asked the same question as source number two, and she didn't know, but she said they can make it appear to be anything. In other words, uh, it's weaponized anthrax, but with mutable properties in terms of how the symptoms manifest. And she said, it could be smallpox in one area, Ebola in another. Mm -hmm. And Celeste pretty much confirmed that. Now, Steve Quayle's um, intel tells him Ebola's coming. And I think he's responding to uh, the symptoms. Um, and I think there's also been pre-planned releases of this information to sensitize the public. And I think that's what Steve is picking up on. Mm. Uh, but, you know, hey, they may take this revelation, what I'm saying here. And I understand they can um, uh, change the manifestation of the virus by frequency modulation. And this gets into Sherry's deal. And I'm going to go back to Sherry and talk about this. But I've learned that since I interviewed Celeste. And, and let's say that, well, gee, the, the jig is up. 
it can't be Ebola, so let's make it hemorrhagic fever or let's make it smallpox. I understand that can be done remotely through frequencies, and when the proteins spike, that's when the manifestation of symptoms occur. Well, and that's why the fact that she's being able to decode so far 46 different types of proteins, that means those are all the different manifestations and things that can go on. Exactly. That's exactly right. You did, you nailed it. And Sher Dr. Sherry Edwards that we're referring to, she's nailed it too. Well, and she has the coding and has the frequencies to disrupt what they're trying to do for each specific protein. The white light disrupts overall, but they're still trying to figure out how much it disrupts, what things you need to do, but they at least have the codes now. So we have some light at the end of the tunnel but there's probably likely more proteins than just the 46. And, um, it, you know, and Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, and this is what uh, Sherry said at the very end of the interview, you know, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, bless her heart, she says, we're screwed, there's nothing we can do. And um, Sherry Edwards says, I refuse to believe that there's always something we can do and we're gonna fight every step of the way. And so I, I wanna, just a message out to um, Dr. Tenpenny that, we're gonna fight and um, to hold your head up because we're gonna fight along with you because I think there is, there's some things that we can do, but we need to get this information out there and we need scientists everywhere to who understand this. MIT, I know you always take this information and you try to sell it or duplicate it or whatever, fine, but use it to save humanity. The people who understand this, please, please understand that there's going to be millions of people that are going to die. So once you get this information, use it to benefit humanity, not just to enrich yourself. And so there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but we need the people that understand to come together and to make a difference. Well, um, where did Tenpenny say that? I don't know. Sherry said that she heard her say that a couple days ago. So I... um. I believe her, <laughs> but I didn't hear her personally say that. But I, I think Tenpenny has seen so much that she's just very frustrated. And she's right. I mean, she knows she knows what she's looking at. It's just, and, and with the traditional medicine that we have, there is no way to fight it. But they do have an antidote, right? I don't know. I will tell you part of the deception. I think I've uncovered that. This is kind of a second cousin backdoor answer to your question. Back in 2009, and I published this, and now it's been scrubbed from the web, but I have the hard copy on my website. There was um, an Ebola vaccine test done by Crusoe Laboratories and the CDC, who, by the way, owns the patent on Ebola. And uh, I published the patent number as well. But uh, they did this test, but it was only on 16 people. Okay, well, you can BS me on a lot of things, but I've taught research at the university level. I've overseen people preparing to do their dissertations. This is my wheelhouse. And when I look at something like a one-quarter study uh, with 16 people with the Ebola vaccine, and they go, well, the results seem to be favorable. These they would never get a level of significance that you would get from a combination of different studies and you get an aggregate level of significance where you have to have at least 95% confidence in the results. <clears throat> it's called level of significance and they would never approach that with that number. So what, what I've concluded from that was that was the propaganda they're setting forth to say, guess what, boys and girls, there's an Ebola vaccine. You know, Ebola is loose. 
and they're going to continue to profit on our demise by forcing us to take Ebola vaccines like the one that was developed in 2009, even whether it works or not work. We don't want this part. The sad part is even if there are legit people with um, some kind of shot that has an antidote, nobody's going to believe it after what we've been through. But I got to say, chlorine dioxide has been proven to work for Ebola. The Navy did it to treat Ebola. That has gone through already phase three trials in Switzerland um, back in December. And but I don't know if it works with weaponized anthrax. I think we're talking about frequency to reverse this. Well, you're talking about manifestation of symptoms. And, and the vaccine doesn't matter whether it works or not because it's really not Ebola. And I'm sure the vaccine wouldn't work on regular Ebola, but no. it's all part of the deception to increase the profits of big pharma that'll profit on humanity's demise. Yeah, well, just so people know, chlorine dioxide does, They, you know, the Navy used it for Ebola. About ten years ago, they they know that the studies have been done, but I I do think that in order to reverse those symptoms, we're talking frequency. I would agree, and Sherry's got the most promising approach, but but I'll I'll say this, okay, um, you can't trust any process coming out of the government, and 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 here's why I say this: I don't even have to go farther than one statement. We know in virology, and and, and Sarah, as a matter of background. When I taught research classes, we often used medical modeling, um, the old medical modeling as the profiles from which we taught from because it used to be so pristine. The, the protocols were perfect. Now, in the last 15 years, that's all been bastardized. But, but what we know is this from old medical modeling, that the best defense against a virus is someone who's already had it. And you spread that herd immunity through the population and and you're like four times the antibodies on average for the average virus than you would be if you got a vaccine so here's the here's the deal we live in a society with scientists from the cdc and the nih that won't even acknowledge herd immunity and you don't need a covid passport if you've had herd immunity you're safer if you've had herd immunity in fact quite the opposite is being shown with a vaccine here, the star basketball player for the Phoenix Sun, Chris Paul, was vaccinated in February, and he's now under the COVID protocols. Uh, and then that cruise ship where people had to be vaccinated and checked, and then they got COVID on the ship. So here's the thing. We can't trust anything the government says about anything when they won't even recognize time-honored, time-proven herd immunity and if you've had the virus, you are more immune than anybody else. Well, when they're telling children that COVID-19 vaccines are 100% safe. Lie. And that children need to do it to protect their their parents. Mm-hmm. And which children don't spread COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And the benefits to the children outweigh the risks. All of those, all three statements are lies, blatant lies, especially that they're 100% safe. When the government is doing that, you know, I mean, I have radio pro show, you know, there's radio uh, advertising propaganda that they've paid a lot of money for. And, you know, other kind of pharmaceuticals, they have to tell you what the adverse reactions are, not with these. And they get to say, this is what they said, virtually 100%, they keep virtually 100% of the people out of the hospital. That's what they're saying on the, the propaganda radio commercials in my area. It's a lie. That's a lie. 
It's a and lie. they're blatantly saying it. And that's what we're under right now. This is what Doug Ducey and Arizona's health uh, chief health doctor, uh, Kara Chris, said. They're doing a PSA. In fact, it was even on a preliminary before one of my YouTube videos. And they said, uh, attention, Arizona, take the vaccine. It's completely safe. It's been fully tested. Bull crap. They never did animal studies. They haven't gone through the normal progression of testing that you'd have to do. We are the animal studies. You know what? If if they want to say it's fully tested, they say, okay, it's fully tested. We know that the animals died. Yeah, I know. I hear you. I, I This is so maddening, but these public officials get up. Now, here's another thing, too, that's really interesting um, in Arizona. Th- this is what told me there's a kill shot number two coming. Several months ago, uh, well, actually last fall, Sheriff Mack and I went to Kingman, Arizona to uh, assist in the recall of the local mayor who was out of control. She was Gretchen Whitmer reincarnated in Kingman. And so we established contacts with activists in Kingman, Mojave County, Northern Arizona. So uh, it was what, February, January, one of the activists contacted me and said, you know, Ducey just sent $40 million to Mojave County for virus mitigation, meaning future. And I'm saying, why would he do that since he's repealing the face mandate, face mask mandate? He's opening up in-person dining. Uh, we'll soon be at capacity in a couple of months. Why would he do this? Well, that's because he's in on the, the scam because he knows what's coming. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't know what their motives are. Uh, I mean, I- are they being told that you're going to live and so are, so is, are your family members and you're going to have a privileged life? I mean, what what could possibly be their motives? Or they're stupid. I have not uncovered that. Well, it, it, well, look, it's one of three things. Blackmail, which I don't think applies across the board. Uh, bribery to family members because to the individuals it would be too easily traced. And that was the pattern we also saw in Georgia. And the third is just outright threats to families. And I suppose there's a fourth one, you know, hey, take advantage of this corrupt system and you'll rise up the ranks politically. Well, and that's the stupid track because that means they don't understand what they're implementing and how horrible it'll be for everybody, including themselves. So, uh, yeah, I still don't understand. You ever heard Chuck Schumer talk? You ever heard Chuck Schumer talk? Do you think there's any intelligence between those ears? I mean, these people are not bright. I just posted an article about empathy and the 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 degree of your empathy is the degree to evil and good is a great article on whether you, total lack of empathy is a narcissist they'll use whoever they can they might look like they have empathy while they're using you but they're just so good at it so the total lack of empathy is evil and True. extreme emp- good empathy you know empathy empathy itself can be good or is good Extreme empathy, like Gandhi or somebody, Mother Teresa, that is on the other end. Most of us are some kind of in-between kind of thing, and and daily we change based on our mood. But narcissists and the people who are in charge are lack empathy, and that's why we're seeing this this evil behavior that makes no sense. Well, there's a stat I read years ago, and it said uh, that here's the rate of regular citizenry antisocial behavior, which is the combination of um, sociopath and psychopath. 
And uh, they said, here's the rate. It was 3%. The rate for corporate CEOs is 9%. Mm. And the estimated for politicians is double that of CEOs. Well, so about 20% are narcissists and psychopaths and have no empathy. But I would say it's even higher. But I, I, but at least there's 80% that have some empathy and realize that if your stats are right, that we have some chance. To me, that was like, oh, that's a positive. I, I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. The way that um, if 20% are um, social psychopathic, which means they could care less whether people live or die, as long as they get their goals met. Um, you're going to have group think because they'll arrange the lower hierarchy to there'll be rewards if you just do what you're told. So then you also get the group think factor too. You know, repeat a big a lie often enough, people will come to believe it, and that's the group think factor. So there's other factors that explain why the participation in Congress in the self-destruction of America is so high. Well, that's why your background in psychology is so important be, or so insightful because this is all one big psychological F up. You know, I mean, it's just one big psych job on everybody. Do you, do you know what the Tavistock Institute is? Well, yeah. Go yeah, ahead and okay. tell our That's listeners. That's where all this yeah. came from. Yep. And, and, uh, and this is what the powers that be are manipulating. You know, I have to tell you, this, when I first started learning about this, and, and I just paid a passing interest, and I'm talking 25 years ago, and I knew a lot of the stuff my dad was involved in because he did some deathbed confessions for me. But, but you know, I, I looked at it, and I just said, man, they're so smart. They manipulate every angle. Today, now, now that I was a trained therapist and I've taught this stuff long enough here, you know, I feel like I have their playbook and I can tell you what they're going to do next most of the time. Uh, and it's just a matter of familiarity. The problem, though, is for every person like me who's had experiences in this field, not that I'm smarter than anybody else, but I just had experiences to where I can understand what's going on. Uh, for every person like me, there's probably 10 million that don't have the experience. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. there, there are not many people that, that know how to do research. They don't know a control group from an experimental group. They, they don't understand the psychological principles of groupthink or cognitive dissonance. Uh, that's most people. And, and this is how, how they control us. And they don't, they don't know history. I'll give you an example. You control populations through food and water. And yes. most people don't have the historical background to understand that. They think this is a new thing and it's some kind of conspiracy and not true. No, they've, that's what they've done in almost every war. It's through famine. You can control people. That use, every war they do that. But I was listening to some doctors talk, and they're, they're talking how they're giving this COVID shot to pregnant women. And, also, and they're like, they, they said, we've never, I mean, this is historical presence. They've never seen anything like it. They, they were saying how it's like, the people, the doctors are in a trance. They're like, what is going on? It's like they're in a trance. And they, they're they frustrated because it's like they, they aren't reading the facts and they're just doing what they're told in a, in a dumb trance. And they said later when they realize what they've done, they're going to be horrified. But so, they, and they, they were saying too, we need psychologists and people that understand human psychology to help fix this because this is, a mass psychosis, exactly what you're talking about. I'll give you an example, too. The medical professionals are not exempt from this. 
I get these shots, these allergy shots every two weeks and the nurses there are all wearing masks. And, and I said to them, I said, have you seen the MIT study? No. I said, I can't believe you guys aren't talking about the MIT study. Major finding. The masks are, are, are too wide open to prevent the infiltration by the spores and molecules associated with COVID. He said, your mask does no good. Actually, you could worse. have five masks on and you still wouldn't stop it. It's worse because it's developing bacteria and other things throughout the day. There's true. new studies now, but go ahead. Yeah, but, you, but, but it, <clears> yes. excuse me, here was the response I got. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know what though, in their defense, they hear crap all day long. And so they're just trying to get through the day, but you're just, did you see that cow um, cartoon? I just, Shauna SGT put it up in a show and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Where they have the cow, I'm gonna put it up right now. They have the cow sitting there and behind him is the meat packing plant. And he's trying to um, share with everybody that they're gonna go to the slaughterhouse. And he has this picture with uh, how exactly they're gonna cut up the cows. And he's just trying every week and to share. And then the other cows are saying, oh, there goes Mr. Conspiracy Theorist again. That's us. How many Jews entered the death camps thinking it was only gonna be temporary? Well, and they they really thought the showers were showers. I know. There, there's, you know, we have met the enemy and he is us, as the saying goes. And the Bible says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And that's the case here. That's what drives you and I. But I estimate that somewhere around 6 to 8% of the population is knowledgeable. I estimate only about 1% of the population is professionally knowledgeable. Um, I would say... 10 to 15% know something is seriously wrong, but they don't know what. And they reject stuff like what we say as being too extreme because, you know, people can understand um, the lessons of history, what society is going through. They can understand one level beyond where they're at. If you take them two levels beyond, they can't understand it. Five levels beyond... So some of the things we're talking about here with spiked proteins uh, and frequency applications and weaponized anthrax, all this, this is several levels above the average person's understanding, and many of them will not get it. Most will yeah, not. I know. That's the sad part. But that's what I'm trying to reach the scientists around the world who will so they can help reverse it. I mean, that's the only thing I think from a solution standpoint that's going to be my contribution is is because that's my background i mean my wheelhouse is i have a computer science engineering degree and i i know that's the that's the the departments in these universities working with biology departments that are figuring all this out i understand it at a professional level of what's going on and so my application to this is reaching out to those departments and those people and scientists at the companies and anybody that gets it and to to really help make a difference because this is our our this is our chance this is our chance to turn this around is understanding frequency understanding what this is and being part of the solution so that's my contribution i don't know yeah but i no i i hear you and you're right but we have a limited uh shelf life here because i believe if obama gets to his self-proclaimed uh winner of darkness, I think the game's over. We'll never have a chance to recover if we get into the fall 
and things haven't started to reverse. That's why I've worked so hard on the election audit. Well, the election is very, this Mar Maricopa County thing, I, I'm telling you, and if anything, you politicians listening to this show, please understand that whatever they're doing to you, we're at war, so we're all being threatened. And so please have the courage to do what's right here because we need to get this information out. And uh, it's bigger than you, it's bigger than us. I don't know, Dave, I know you have. That's a good moral argument, but you know what? If they're not swayed by morals, how about this? The Congress is basically brown shirts. They're going along to get along in carrying out what they know are unconstitutional, heinous policies that hurt and harm and kill people. And, and they have to ask themselves, what is the history of brown shirts throughout history? They're eliminated because the occupation forces can't trust you because your own people couldn't trust you. They will kill them. Yeah, you're going to be the first one gone. So what side do you want to be on? You would think that'd be enough to move them. But Sarah, you know, I, I've got to run myself, you know, but. Uh... I know you have a really fun thing going on today. So <laughs> I, uh, I want to let you go and do your personal stuff that's way more fun than talking about this. So thank you so much for joining me today. Okay, thanks, Sarah. Always a pleasure.